Good evening, or morning, or whenever the hell you listen to this, and welcome to Right in the Nerds. Uh, of course, I am Cody, uh, host here with my good pal. I am Kegger. We're down a nerd tonight. He's sick. He doesn't have the covoid, but he is sick. Uh, antibiotics, He's he'll be back. Yeah. Ray BG will be back with us in short order, thankfully. Uh, nothing can keep him down. Right. I'm pretty sure he's invincible at this point. <laughs> hey, so say we all. So say we all. Um, I, we got kind of a... Spe- we're just going to take it light and easy on this one. And I think we decided to discuss... Um, Terrible movies. Right. Uh, light and easy because one, RBG is not here. And two, Kegger's got to work at 6 a.m. So we got to keep this short and sweet. And it's uh, it's already like 9. Yeah. In fact, my wife told me to be back by 9.30. Uh-oh. And um, we're just now starting to record. So mm-hmm. we, had, we were kind of talking, trying to figure out something to do for tonight. And uh, I don't know. I think, at least in terms of Releasing content here lately slowed down. We were popping them out left and right, and then uh, the school's year started up, and other things started happening. God. The goddamn election worked out, but well, I think I might have just eliminated half a base of people right there, actually. I mean, but this, uh, this year can just eat go a dick, away. eat a bag of dicks. I mean, it, it will automatically in about a month and a half time. Like I, in all honesty, I just thankful every day I wake up and don't see that everything's on fire. So. Right. Fuck, it's still going. Okay. Well, got another day at least. But at the very least, this could be a fun topic because we're talking about awful movies. Yes. What makes them fun? You know, like why we keep coming back even if we know something's going to be fucking terrible, and why we like the ones that are terrible. Right. Uh. I and mean, we're not talking about just any kind of genre. I mean, just bad movies in general. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how deep we're going to get into, like, Vanilla Sky. But, <laughs> um, I mean, if you want to actively r- try to rake your eyes out after 30 minutes of a movie, watch Vanilla Sky. It's probably one of the most absurd, awful things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Right next to my number one hated bad movie, Punch Drunk Love. Okay. See, I... I'm focusing on bad movies that are I fun. Love, all right, but yeah, we'll all come right. Come back to you a hundred times over. However, uh, if we were going with bad movies that make you want to claw, like I've already mentioned multiple times, Nick Cage's filmography. Oh God! The last few years has pissed me off. Randy's than, mom watches. Uh, loves Nick Cage. I'm talking. I loves him, and she was last time we saw her. She was watching a Nick Cage. John Cusack vehicle? Whoa. Frozen Ground. Okay. Based upon the serial killer in Alaska. Yeah, so would it fly. wasn't Con Air, huh? No. Who would fly his... Uh, he did it a couple times, but he flew a couple of his people, a couple of his victims, like, out in the middle of nowhere and then set them loose and then hunted them. Oh. Um, that actually sounds like an appropriate Nick Cage movie. Uh, it, it Well, it was horrible. Um, Vanessa Hudgens is in it. Okay. Um, John Cusack. We've heard just about everything. Now. And then guys that you would recognize that usually either play cops or corrupt cops. Of course. Which is a lot of them. Um, 
But like the, the actors themselves, you're like, oh, I've seen that guy be a cop. Oh, I've seen that guy be a cop. Uh, but yeah, Frozen Ground and like the name, the serial killer name escapes me. But yeah, she's watched that. I've watched it with her at least twice when we were all, you know. I gotta say, out of his filmography, and I'm, I say this knowing full well what I'm saying because I like Nicolas Cage. I really mm-hmm. do. Listening to this, you'd think I don't. Right. Sure. But Bangkok Dangerous and Drive Angry 3D are Steven Seagal level bad. Oh, God, yeah. And see, I used to love Seagal. Yeah. The Glimmer Man. <laughs> I, um, Under Siege. Yeah, I mean, in all honesty, I, I kind of liked his movies at first, too, but then you hear how much of a douche lord he is behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, yeah, now I'm fucking done with it. No. Uh, I did watch some uh, Steven Seagal Lawman. Oh my god! Uh, just because that happened in in uh, someplace very near and dear to my heart in Louisiana, uh, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Uh, girl I dated's dad, who was driving a, a truck like I was, like a cargo yeah. van. He was in Louisiana in a parking lot, and a guy, a couple cops, walked up to him. They were getting ready to do like a sting. And Steven Seagal was one of them, uh, and there was film crew and everything, and it was just like, how how are you doing a sting with all the lighting and film crew and everything? Like pretty successful sting. Yeah, well, pretty pretty sure that you will be definitely noticed by anybody coming. Yo, is that Steven Seagal? Right. Uh, it drives me nuts that Steven Seagal gets the love that he does because he's the personal bodyguard to the Dalai Lama. He's also the personal bodyguard to Anderson Silva, the middleweight, like, up-team champion of the world in UFC. And he was a personal bodyguard to this man. I'm pretty sure Silva could punch him with a flick of, or kill him with a flick of his finger. Yeah. I I got nothing on that one. And then his weird Russian ties. Yeah. I mean, he's as shady as fucking Trump is when it comes to Russia. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah. They, but... So maybe Nicolas Cage hasn't gone full tilt then, thankfully. Oh, but yeah. His movies, in certain respects, have. Uh, but at the same time, there are certain things that I will go back to. Because Next, I didn't think was a good movie at all. No, Next was awful. But I'll watch it again. I have seen it multiple times. Right? <laughs> Especially that part where he like does that epic... Okay. I'm going to call it anime duck under the car. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, here we go. I think the better phrasing to this is... I've talked a lot about this. There are three different kinds of movies. Uh-huh. There are good movies. There are bad movies. And then there are fun movies. And yes. I think this is the genre, This is the, the column we're in. Oh, is yeah. the fun movies. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad, but damn it, there's just something fun about it, and you just keep coming back to it. Um, I, there is one movie to me that is infinitely quotable that I think twelve people have seen. What is it? Die, you zombie bastards! I have not seen that. It is. It was made by a guy who is like a. I Romero think he worked fan. at a gas station. Ha. <laughs> And he just made the most fucking bonkers movie that he could. I would like to say there's a story to it, but I still haven't figured it out. I've watched it multiple <laughs> times. Is it English or? Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's English, and 
the effects are Doctor Who level bad. Oh, but see, there's something fun see, and endearing about I, Doctor Who level bad effects. I will effects. say, yeah, because I'm not disparaging Doctor Who. In fact, half the charm is the, the shoddy yeah, effects. Right? It's fucking amazing. It's sci-fi, but it looks shoddy, and you absolutely love every second of it. Not to mention, so, like, even the shoddiness. It's like, it's, there's nothing terrifying about the way the Daleks look. No, there's nothing scary. No. But because of what they are... And it, if you follow Doctor Who at all, yeah. even the Cybermen, there's yeah. nothing scary, innately scary. When you look at them, you're just like, ah, eh, whatever. I mean, so much so that they snuck both of those designs into Rugrats. Right. Now, the funny thing about Die Zombie Bastards is the effects are terrible, the acting is even worse, I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure it's on purpose. I don't think there's a coherent plot that follows through the rest of the movie, but yet... Even at its worst, it's still not as bad as The Room. Oh my god. Like, but it, infinitely quotable because one of my... The main character is a cannibalistic superhero. Huh. Whose girlfriend gets stolen from him by a dude named Nefarious. Nice. And the... Nice. Like... Might as well named him Nicodemus. The... Right? The... Boobs to oh. awfulness ratio okay. is about. When's the first time you see boobs? I swear, I guess like 15 seconds. Nice! It Hell is yes. fucking epic oh, in yeah. terms of how bad it is, but it's done on purpose. And I couldn't help but have fun with such lines as the main hero and his cannibalistic girlfriend, who are both mid feast at one point. She looks up at him and she just goes, You know what I love? And he, I know you guys can't see this, but I'm going to reenact it for Kager and we'll see what happens. And he just goes, rubber dicks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's his answer. And which she goes, no, you. But that it leaves off at that. Like there's no, there's no sweet moment to follow because now the police are knocking on their door, which leads up into the second greatest thing. I can, I think, right behind rubber dicks being an answer. You know what I love, uh, is. With that hammy ass overacting, and he delivers that line exactly. Rubber dicks. <laughs> it's exactly like that, but it goes into um, these police knock on his door to find out why people have gone missing in the area. Obviously, because you know they're eating them. Are they the zombie bastards? No, no. Uh, there's that. I tell you the truth, I don't remember a single fucking zombie in the movie. Like huh. he has run-ins while he's going all across the land to try and find out where his girlfriend is. So he runs into characters, one of which is named Super Inga, who had... Nice. This sounds uh, like a trauma movie. I swear, it... It's... You have to watch it. I found it on Netflix years ago. I have no idea where you can find it now, but goddammit, if you can, do yourself a favor. <laughs> Rubber dicks! I have to see it now. So the I police, have to see it. The police in that next part, though, knock on his door. And I remember the entire goddamn speech because it is batshit and makes no sense. They start asking about these missing hikers or whatever in the area that he's been killing and eating. And Fuck me, the cover looks like a trauma movie. Right? So the police ask him about, like, do you know the whereabouts? of Have you seen any of these people? And his response is to lean up into the cop's face or lean closer to him and he just goes, Some say that it's a spider in the Tower of London. What? What? Yes, who feeds on the oil of the oil lamps and has grown <laughs> to be the size of a man. And then he just 
pauses for a second. You hear the one cop who can only say his name, which is Pinuch. Uh, before he goes back into, some say that if left unchecked, who knows how large a spider may grow. That was clearly all the cops needed to hear. They get confused and they fuck right off. Right, like I would fuck off. I I just want to I want to read this. It's just, there's a tagline. Yeah. To the cover of this. No, please go for it. The world's first ever serial killer superhero rock and roll movie romance. Yep. <laughs> In fact, they, they introduce a sidekick. This is almost like Defendor. They introduce a sidekick to him out of nowhere that Nefarious has prisoner and doesn't realize he has prisoner. So at one point, just like, you'll never get away with this. And the main character just looks up at him and just goes, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, this movie hits you at a hundred different directions, none of which add up to anything. <laughs> so, going back to a different bad movie, it leads up to nothing, just like the last Fantastic Four movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That was just a bad movie. That wasn't any fun, though. The best thing about that whole movie Michael B. Jordan's Johnny Storm Louis Gossett Jr. as their dad I can't he was pretty cool too yeah, like I they mean, were Michael you put B. Louis Gossett Jr. in anything though Michael B. Jordan never turns in a bad performance no 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 Michael B. Jordan he's definitely part of going to be part of that uh, yeah. Hollywood royalty very soon he should be like him the Creed uh, movies were fucking great I haven't seen either of them because fuck me it's Rocky again I know you know but you know, um, it was one of those like when I saw Michael B. Jordan was gonna be like Apollo Creed's son I'm like alright I'll watch Adonis him. yeah yeah um, I like Michael B. Jordan one of the best things about uh, Black Panther his oh I mean, my god his he was Hunter. almost even his death scene you're kind of like fuck yeah, you know I kind of wish they just let him live like like I saw one of the theories after Chadwick Boseman Wakanda Forever uh, Chadwick Boseman died was uh, they used the Infinity Stones to bring back Killmonger but as a good guy and he's Black Panther I'd be okay with that I could be okay with that too. Right? Like, I would be totally okay with that. I thought they were just going to never recast T'Challa and just make sure he. Black from what I've heard, and I don't know if we've talked about this or what, but from what I've heard, they're going to very much like Tarkin. Oh, really? Because this next movie was supposed to introduce Storm. Oh, yeah, fuck. And you kind of can't introduce Storm without. and that whole love story without T'Challa. Yeah. Um, the good thing is, when he's in the suit, it could be anybody in the suit. Right. I mean, uh, think Snake Eyes. We all know who Snake Eyes is. Oh, yeah. But, you know, honestly, it could be anybody. Cause, and, and they want to do a Snake Eyes movie. I'm like, how the fuck is that going to work? He doesn't talk. Well, it's kind of like when they did a that they're doing a Halo series. I'm just like, well, I hope Master Chief doesn't do a whole lot more than just like grunt occasionally because he doesn't hardly say shit in the first game. What was that? That fucking it was one of the first ever first person movies. If it wasn't the first first person movie, it was a Hart Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Did he talk a lot in that? Not that I remember. <laughs> Truthfully, I don't remember a whole lot about that movie though. It was one of those that... It was pretty fucking oh, bonkers. I don't remember I mean, much. That was another one of those that was kind of, like, fun. Right? Like, and, and I uh, think the whole purpose was, like, you're supposed to be Hardcore Henry. Yeah. So, like, it was very video game-esque. 
I will tell you that it does remind me of another so bad that it's good movie. Shoot 'em up with Clive Owen. Yes. I sorry. Well, oh, you it's know, been a minute. You know that that movie is gonna be solid fucking gold. Oh yeah. Whenever he rams a carrot through the back of a guy's throat with the shitty action tagline of "Eat your vegetables." Yeah, Clive Owen and his weird, yeah. nondescript accent. I as soon as he Has did Clive that, Owen done anything really great lately? Uh, he was on that show on Cinemax, The Nick. He was played a surgeon. It was actually a pretty decent show. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, that is one of those, like, sometimes there is just one part in a movie where you're just, like, five minutes in, you're like, nope, I'm, I'm in the rest of the fucking way, it doesn't matter. Right. And Paul Giamatti is the bad guy, I'll take that a hundred I mean, Paul Giamatti, dude, like, he, fuck. With all he's of his amazing. dumb ass sayings throughout the movie. Oh, yeah. Like, the, are you going to go in first? Why? And get shot first? You know, he's just right. like, you're just like well, what about the back? Which is like, the leader who goes in the rear takes it in the rear. <laughs> I love I'm sitting there thinking, like, who the fuck wrote this? But at the same time, like, no, I'm good. Right? It's still Paul Giamatti. I mean, shit. I Which, mean, Drive Angry 3D stole an entire gunfight from that movie. Really? She Which one? So, Drive Angry features a scene in which Nicolas Cage kills a whole bunch of people while he's fucking somebody. Shoot Em yes. Up also features a scene where Clive Owen kills hordes of people while fucking somebody. Ugh. It's the dumbest. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, everybody steals from everybody. Oh, yeah. Look at all the bullet time shit that happened from The Matrix. Oh, I know. I mean, bullet time was fucking everywhere. Anytime yeah. somebody stumbles onto a great idea, it is copied. And I guess the biggest form of flattery is imitation. Yeah. Right. So, but it always comes back to, especially with my knowledge, because like, it's kind of weird how we all have like this weird entertainment knowledge and, and experience. Um, I went to school for design and production. RBG was a fucking extra. Um, did he ever get other roles? I need to ask him that next time he's here. Like, yeah, I think I, he. I want to know if he ever actually had lines and stuff. I don't know. I know he definitely. Because I know he. I guess he definitely auditioned for lines. I do think he was in uh, an Allstate commercial with Mayhem. Really? I think so. That's amazing. Yeah, which I, I find applesauce, like, bitch. <laughs> I would. I'd love to just have a conversation with that guy, if only because he was one of the funniest parts of the first John Wick movie. Yeah. That and his mayhem. Right. And one of the funniest captains in 9-9. Oh, God, yeah, the vulture. Oh, I love the vulture. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good, fun movie. And I know I have them because I go back to them. Um, but I keep wanting to say stuff like Young Frankenstein. But that's just an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, it's super fun. And I, it's super quotable. Uh, the one that I keep coming back to that's just kind of a bad movie but at the same time I've seen it at least a dozen times is The Green Inferno oh the Eli, Eli Roth, Roth. yeah was, the, the Cannibals in the Amazon movie yeah um, that movie was brutal it was very brutal yeah uh, and it follows all the stupid tropes black dude gets it first yep um Fat black dude gets his eyeball popped out and eaten. 
Uh, yeah, which was like one of the first things, right? And then they the weird man bun um, guy is uh, they're all in the cage and shit, and the weird man bun guy just starts jerking off for no fucking reason, uh-huh. saying it's a great stress reliever, and everybody at this point hates him, yeah, because um, he's actually being paid by the people bo- bulldozing the fucking like, right, the people that are going to get the contract to bulldoze the Amazon by him fucking up the current contract to bulldoze the Amazon. So, like, it's not as... He's not the hero everybody thought he was. He's just money-hungry right. and knows he can do a thing. Um, but it, 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 I don't know what it is about that movie, but, like... And there's not really lines in it that are any good. Um, the kid from uh, Spy Kids, the boy... I can't ever think of his name. He's in it? Yes. Holy shit. Um, wow. He's the stupid stoner kid. Okay. Um, and he actually kind of they they kind of get one over on the whole tribe because uh, he gets them all high, doesn't he? Well, yeah, but the way he does, it's fucking brutal. Uh, one of them climbs through the bars and escapes. Yeah, and they don't know if she's made it or not. And the tribe brings them food, and they're eating, and they find a piece of skin with one of her tattoos on it. Yeah, the chick breaks a bowl. And, and slits himself. her own yeah, throat. I remember that now. And then the spy kid guy takes his bag of weed and shoves the weed down her throat so when they cook and eat her, they all get high as fuck. Which is probably one of the single funniest things I've ever seen in a horror movie of that caliber because yeah, it's yeah. the entire tribe fucked up on edibles. So, <laughs> like... In the worst kind of in way. The, yeah, in the worst kind of way possible. Uh, so, like, yeah, The Green Inferno is definitely on that, that list where I've seen it more times than I probably should have. And it's very reminiscent of uh, Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. I've seen that one. It's pretty brutal. I like, agree. the director of that went on trial for murder and till like the person that he supposedly killed he flew her in to be like no she's like no I'm still alive look I'm right here <laughs> like this happened uh, over a found footage movie yeah like uh, that's and it was one of the first found footage movies ever made cause like I part of part of my experience with just finding bad movies like I said was all the I've mentioned this before having HBO as a kid and on sick days when they don't play good movies day yeah. day. Oh yeah, I've been there. Shit-tastic ones. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I've also seen some very fucking weird like kid movies mm. during those. Like there was one I think called Masterminds where Patrick Stewart is yeah. the villain. No, I've seen that. And he takes over like a, a school. school. Like, um, yeah, like a prep school and the whole thing ends in a dune buggy chasing the sewers. Yes, a dune buggy chasing the sewers. The main hero is a anti-school kid skateboarder miscreant who saves the whole school who doesn't even go to that school right he doesn't even go to that school but he saves the whole school Uh, what was it there was one called RC where it was very Home Alone-esque even though it wasn't a Christmas movie and I remember the main villains there's three of them and they're squatting in like a show house, like a house for a neighborhood where they like the model where you bring in the people and show them, oh, this is what your house could look like. Bullshit, right? You know, along yeah. with the fucking uh, homeowners association and all that horse shit. <laughs> um, and they've set up in there and they had their, I guess, security measures and stuff. So they have like coasters on the floor where it's safe to step. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've been in these houses. 
I'm 999% sure that there aren't any sensors in the floor that's going to set off a fucking alarm. Yeah. But, uh, and the whole kid, the kid saves the whole day with RC cars. Oh, okay. Um, and the, the only thing other than that that I can remember is there's the two, the three bad guys. And there's always, when you have three, even when you have two in a kid's movie, one of them's not as bad as the others. Yeah. Um, and it's the fat one in this. And I remember a scene where they're eating food and he's got Twinkies and they've got baked beans. And he dumps the pot of, accidentally knocks over the pot of baked beans. They tell him to clean it up. So he's down there cleaning it up with the Twinkie and eating it with the Twinkie. Um, it was really gross. I was just like, because yeah. huh, huh, I don't like baked beans and I can't imagine putting a Twinkie with them. No, so, and he did that on a fly, on the whim. Like, he was just like, you know what? I think this would be funny if I did this. So he just started doing it. Um, very much like uh, What's His Nuts from Orange is New Black and American Pie. No, Jason Biggs. Yeah, Jason yeah. Biggs. He said the more embarrassed he felt while he was fucking the pie, the funnier he knew it was. Huh. So, like, it was one of those instances where, like, I'm going to completely degrade myself for the sake of comedy. Right. Um, and I, fuck, I haven't seen that movie in years. Me either. So, uh, fun, fun, bad movie. I'll tell you what a really fun, bad movie is. I, Frankenstein. Is that the Aaron Eckhart one? Yes. Yeah, okay. God. It's bad, but in the funnest way possible. Really? Yeah, it okay. is. It's kind of like, because I even like Van Helsing. Okay. I with mean, Hugh Jackman it's so bad and it's I, so overacted and so cheesy but the god damn it I keep fucking watching it you know we mentioned off screen uh, because when you mentioned Van Helsing uh, one person's name comes up to me the guy who played Dracula which I believe is it Richard Roxburgh yeah wasn't he he, he wasn't is. he wasn't Rasputin in Hellboy was he I don't think he was. He. I'm gonna have to look that up though, because I. You could be right on that. Uh, let's see here. If not, goddammit. Because no, that guy. Never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Because the guy that played Dracula reminds me of Stellan Skarsgård. A little bit, yeah. But it's uh, Richard Roxbury, and we were talking about Mission Impossible too, because he was in that. Oh fuck, he was. Yeah, he's the guy who gets his killed. finger bit off or something. Yeah, he also gets killed, but in my opinion, the worst way possible is whenever. Ethan makes that mask of his own face, beats the shit out of the dude off camera, puts the mask on him, and tapes his mouth shut first so he can't say anything. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. amazing. So, yes, and he was also the villain in Moulin Rouge. Like, I will tell you this. Dominic West, had it not been for Mission Impossible 2, mm -hmm. would have been Wolverine. Really? Yes. Ouch. He had it. Fucking ouch. Conflict scheduling conflict because of Mission Impossible Two. So I will say this. Um, and then the last thing I saw him in was an episode of Doctor oh, Who. There you go. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and highlight Richard Roxburgh for a second because right. uh, Mission Impossible Two. Yep. Van Helsing. Yep. The hammiest fucking Dracula I've ever seen. Oh God, he's so hammy. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Oh, that's what it was. M. He was M, uh, which turned out to be Moriarty. Yeah, damn, which, that hurts. which actually I felt like was a punch in the face to Bond. Yeah. It kind of yeah, it was. Kind of Either that or it was leading into Bond. And of course, Moulin Rouge. He was. The dude. I will say this: Moulin Rouge is one of my most hated fucking movies of all time. 
See, I know I've seen it. I know I've seen it a couple of times. Uh, and I haven't seen it since high school. Um, I'm pretty sure I just watched it because I was a pervy kid. Hmm. And everybody was in very revealing shit. Um, that, and I loved the uh, Lady Marmaline video. Oh, yeah. With all those hot bitches. Yeah. I, I gotta say, yeah, Moulin Rouge is still one of my... That's a bad movie to me that I will never watch. It will... if It's one of those, like, if somebody puts it on, I will contemplate leaving. Like, I mean... I, I, I'm a big hater of a lot of people. Uh, like, not a lot. But there are actors and actresses that I just refuse to watch. Hmm. And uh, we were talking about this yeah. before. And uh, Reese Witherspoon is one of them. Yeah. And I just refuse. I will not watch Reese Witherspoon movies. Um, now, if she's in a movie, like, oh, there was another one that gets a pass, which was Little Nicky. Oh. Because she's his mom. That's right. She was his mom. Right, so that one gets a pass. I forgot about that. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, and then, uh, what was it? I can't say I won't watch Tom Cruise movies, but they're very few and far between. Like I know we talked about how I was a mission. I watched a yeah. lot of the Mission Pod. Like I quit. I quit until Simon Pegg showed up, and then I started watching him again because of Simon Pegg. Right. And then I quit again because I who gives a fuck. You know, yeah. Which, after Mission Impossible 13 came out, I was just like, fuck this. I mean, they had the guts to kill Alec Baldwin and Henry Cavill. Right. Which, by the way, Mission that Mission Impossible movie deserves a little bit of ire. Which one is that? Only for the fact that, what is it, Fallout? Fallout or Rogue Nation? I think it was Fallout. I don't remember. All I know is the Cavill mustache was the reason you got the really... Shitty Superman. CGI Superman upper lip. Yep. It'd be interesting to see how this uh, this Snyder cut goes. Yeah. I mean, he got killed off in that Mission Impossible movie, so you don't have to worry about that being the cause of a mustache. Right. Uh, for some reason, I kept thinking it was The Man from Uncle, which is actually a good movie. Actually, have you seen, is, yeah. Have you I, seen Man from Uncle? Which is weird because it's based off an old show. You which is actually based off a true story. Yeah. So, like. It's kind of weird, yeah. Like it led to a show, which led to a movie, which led to a remake. So, yeah, I mean, we're we're talking about just some of we kind of jump back and forth between movies that are just bad but good, and it like with Die You Zombie Bastards, the movie was awful in every respect, but it didn't take itself seriously and was right. just fucking hilarious to watch. How it jumps—it's kind of like why people like the room. It progressively gets worse the entire movie when that should not be possible, right? And the fact that you know—I mean, obviously in the room it was written by somebody who was who sounded like they were trying to learn English through Google, like translate, auto, yeah, well, like through Google autocorrect. Oh, like, nice, nonetheless, nice. Like a Google fill-in, like you just. It, that's what the movie read like. Except Die Zombie Bastards was not the same way. It was written with the you know, command of the English language that just threw together a shitload of buzzwords and the wackiest fucking things that could come to his mind. Nice. Leads you in a hundred different directions and goes nowhere, and you love it the entire time. That's fun. Sometimes it's just about the journey. It ain't about the destination, man. Right. And I can uh, tell you that because there's one whole scene that I just remembered where Nefarious has his obviously fake, like, six-foot-long dick lying across a table, and these uh, women that he... I would like to say zombified at the beginning, but instead just like 
kind of looks like shitty Gamora cosplay with just like barely painted green kind of thing. Yeah, kind of like the porn. Yeah, or smacking his dick with a hammer while he is spraying ketchup and mustard on it. That's it. That's the whole scene. I just want you to know that. I have to see this movie. See? This movie sounds so fucking ridiculous. It is. I have to see it now. In fact, when you get the Super Inga story, you're just... Yeah, just... Die, you zombie bastards. I'm gonna, I, have, to, I'm gonna have to watch it. It's 100%. <coughs> it's like, you know, Kevin Smith made Clerks by maxing out credit cards. I think this guy made a movie doing the same things. Probably. But it was just because he wanted to and had fun doing it. Yeah, right? Like, see, I love... See, that's why I love Troma so much. Is And you want to talk about bad movies. Watch any of the Toxic Avengers. They're oh, fucking fuck awful. Yeah, you're right. But they are so awful in the most wonderful ways possible. Uh-huh. Like, I remember having a conversation in college about the Troma movies and how, like, uh, fucking uh, Lloyd... For, uh, fuck, uh, I can't think of his name. The guy that makes them. Uh, he wrote a book called Make Your Own Damn Movie, where he basically told how he like gypped and screwed his way into getting things done that he wanted. So like he called like one instance was he called uh, he called the fire department and asked him how much it would be to send the fire department out so he can get a shot of it. Yeah. And it come out to like the tune of twenty four thousand dollars just to send the the fire department out. So they set one of the fog machines on fire, so the fire department would have to come out and film them while they were coming out to set out this fire. So like, I mean, you could do shit like that. Uh, there's always a way around it, but Jesus fuck, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio got his start on a trauma movie. Oh wow. Uh, what was that? Uh, something high. Something High School. Newcomb High. Was that it? Maybe either that or the one where it was like, uh, oh, uh, the Shinobi Detective or something like that. So, like, let's just go ahead and just name off some people who have appeared in trauma films. Uh, Oh, yeah, there's some big name people. Carmen Electra. Yep. Billy Bob Thornton. Yep. Vanna White. Yep. Which is weird to me. Kevin Costner. Yep. Here's a good one. J.J. Abrams. Oh, nice. Uh, Night Beast. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh-huh. Marissa Telmay. Indeed. Voice the Toxic Avenger for her. Michael Jai White. Vincent D'Onofrio. The first turn-on, apparently, was that. Uh, David Boreans. Uh, David Angel. Bore- yeah. David Boreanaz? Okay. Yes, thank you. I, I always fuck up his name. No, it's all good. Paul Sorvino. Which, yeah. I mean, oh, mobster. okay, yeah. Yeah, classic. Mobster. Classic. James, mobster. James Gunn. Yes, yes. Trey Parker and Matt Stone. That doesn't surprise me. Cannibal Musical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So one of theirs even. It just got turned into a fucking trauma movie. Uh, and Oliver Stone made his debut as an actor in the Battle of Love's Return. Yeah. Like, Battle trauma, Man. they're like, trauma's one of my fucking heroes. Hmm. I haven't watched very many trauma movies in the last, say, ten years. But I I truly respect Troma for what they do, and they have a cult following. Oh yeah. Um, actually, Troma backed Troma uh, backed Ben Kissel when he ran for Brooklyn Borough President uh, a couple few years ago. Troma uh, donated to his campaign, <laughs> um, and he got seven percent of the vote. 
Wow. Which is good for yeah. somebody who's a no-name. And his whole point, he wasn't trying to win. He was trying to prove the point of anybody can run. Um, and then he made a fucking documentary about it. Uh, which I know the name of, but I keep wanting to go with the Colbert book. Hmm. I am America and you can too. Right. <laughs> you know, it's something along those lines. But, yeah, Trauma, amazing, amazingly horrible movies. Absolutely amazing, horrible movies. Um, and they don't take themselves seriously. No, absolutely they not. Absolutely fun as fuck. Like, it, it's because they don't take themselves seriously. Exactly. They put enough of a story together with the weirdest visuals possible to make you, like, hooked. Right. Enough to, like, like I want to see how this plays out. And sometimes it's like, it's so shitty, I just want to see where it goes. Right. But then you have fun while you're doing it. It's yeah. kind of like... I could have almost believed Zombieland was a trauma movie. I can see that. Just because it never at one point takes itself seriously. Yeah. And then it's kind of batshit crazy. The whole Bill Murray thing. The whole Bill Murray story in both of them. Which is just hilarious. Speaking of, I just watched The Dead Don't Die. Oh, I want to see it so bad. Adam Driver? That movie is... Insanity, but it's it's understated insanity though. Like, have you ever seen No Country for Old Men? Yeah. You know how boring that movie is. Yes. But yet you can't pull away from it. Right. This movie is boring in every respect of the word, but somehow it just keeps getting fucking weirder, to the point where the people who are in it, I think they typecast. Huh. To a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So when you tell said Tilda Swinton is in it. Yes, okay, so Very. Iggy Pop is the first zombie nice. that shows up, and I'm like, I feel like he just stumbled onto set one day and kind of looked like that after just a hard night, and they're just like, you want to be in a zombie flick? And he's like, yeah, why not? You know, like, right. It worked. He's a zombie obsessed with coffee. Kind of like uh, Channing Tatum and uh, Emma Watson. Yeah, exactly. They just wandered in on set, and they were like, hey, come here. Yeah. We got something for you. So they... So Iggy Pop is like the first zombie. Uh, Tilda Swinton is, she runs the mortuary. I was going to say, like she's like the undertaker or something. Except as the movie progresses onward, for some reason she is the one who is the most adept at killing the zombies. You always have that one. But she also has no idea how humanity works, and you find out later on when she walks into the middle of the cemetery and gets picked up by a spaceship. I don't know where the fuck it came from. It gets completely thrown out of left field, only in it for one shot. Alien speeds off. Tilda Swinton was an alien. I'm like, okay, typecast because Tilda Swinton, right? I'm pretty sure, is an alien. Was it that John Oliver joke? like, if aliens landed, you'd have so many other questions, like, where did you come from? How long did it take you to get here? What was Tilda Swinton like as a child? <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, there's, you know, you have that. But again, it's Tilda Swinton. She fucking knocks it out of the park. Right, right every time. The Ancient um, One, everything she does. And she's even said, Tilda Swinton, another... <laughs> it was bad the first time I saw it. Huh. Like, I remember walking out of the theater going, what the fuck? Hmm. And then the more I watched it, the more I liked it. Constantine. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Like, I love that movie now. 
mm-hmm. was very disappointed with that movie when I first saw it. Yeah. It took a little bit to get used to. That's right? Like, one, I had to accept the fact that they basically wiped their ass with the comic book. Yeah. And that was about it. Although, I did kind of like Peter Stormare's. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he was probably the greatest, one of the greatest things about that movie. Right. Um, that, uh, I loved Gavin Rossdale's Balthazar. Uh-huh. He was just creepy. Kind of gave you this stalker rapist vibe. Yeah. Um, Figure looking good. Uh, I don't know. Matilda Swinton was in that. Yeah. And she even said, she goes, I don't know if I'm playing a man or a woman until I get the script. That's true. Actually, in that remake of Suspiria that they did, she played both a man and a woman. Right. And I mean, Cloud Atlas, everybody played multiple roles. Right. Um, but. And that's another one that was kind of. I've seen it probably more than I should. It's a three-hour-long trek, so it's kind of hard to just, you know what, I want to watch Cloud Atlas, but it's kind of a bad movie. Yeah. It's kind of a terrible movie. I haven't read the book. It's not a good movie in the slightest. Like, I haven't read the book, but it's kind of a horrible movie, but I've seen it a bunch. And what was it? Um, Oh, another part of casting in The Dead Don't Die that I'm like, this makes sense on kind of like a meta level. Tom Waits. Oh, see, Tom Waits, when he walks in any movie, I know this movie's fucking weird. Yeah. So uh, but it, not necessarily bad, because he's, he's Seven Psychopaths. Oh, God, he's amazing. Oh, right. That movie is so good, especially when you realize it was just like a meta-commentary on the writer's process of writing a screenplay. Right. The whole goddamn thing is just perfect. Uh-huh. And then uh, Nick. Yeah. It's Mr. Nick oh, in yeah. the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, which, which is, in and of itself is a fucking weird movie. He was Renfield in that Dracula movie. He was? Uh, from, or the Francis Ford Coppola did. Like, so he shows up as Wait. a hermit. He's not talking about the Gary Oldman Dracula, are you? I think, I think he was in it, that one. I thought Ron Perlman was Renfield in that. Uh, I'll, I'll look it up here real quick, but I thought it was... I mean, it would make sense. Yeah, so in The Dead Don't Die, he shows up as a hermit in the woods who is observing everything. Like, he lives off the grid, like, stealing people's chickens and shit. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, that kind of guy. Like, and I'm kind of sitting there, I'm just like, I feel like this is a Tom Waits song. Like, I could legitimately Oh, like, like, the way you're talking about it, it totally sounds like a Tom Waits song. See, like, I, it just fits. God's Um, away. God's away. God's away on business. Business. <laughs> I mean, he has that whole album where he made instruments out of weird shit just to see what they would sound like. And the whole album is covered with them. I'm pretty sure he had a bicycle that had cymbals on it that he pedaled. Yeah, it was Tom Waits' Renfield. Was he? Okay. I can't forget that because, again, it just fits. Like, right, it does. He... Tom Waits is definitely... Because I know that Ron Perlman played Renfield. I just I don't mean, remember in what. Yeah, I can't either. You know, I found out that Raul Julia got to play Dracula in a stage production. Really? Yeah, I would have loved to have seen that. Fuck yeah. Uh, Raul Julia was one of um, John Leguizamo's idols oh, growing well, up. Why wouldn't he be? Right? Like, like, I mean, he was a Latino kid. There's this Latino god. Which, fun fact about John Leguizamo, uh, episode, was it one of the season of The Mandalorian? He was a voice cast. 
Really? Yep. Good for him. I love John Leguizamo. Yeah, um, he's, he's a lot better than anyone gives him credit for. Oh, yeah. he's. Uh, I mean, he tried to break into that drama yeah. with Empire, and I think that just kind of killed him. Yeah. Like, because we just had that, like, there was a bunch of movies like that that come out around that time. And I'm not saying Empire was bad. I've only ever seen it once. It just wasn't my cup of tea. But, like, I've never seen Training Day either. So, oh, really? Like, I've seen bits and... I know what happens. I've yeah, seen parts of it. And, and, like, I've probably seen the entire movie in bits and pieces. Hmm. Like, over the years, I've probably actually witnessed all of the scenes in the movie, just not in one go. Um, so... The first time I saw that movie, I was yeah. on a date, hmm. so there were other things going on. Right. But uh, and I was actually on a date in high school with Randy. Um, huh. So. Full circle. Oh yeah, she's never seen the whole movie either. <laughs> Neither of us <laughs> give a fuck to either. Um, or actually, never mind. Yeah. Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, but John Leguizamo. I was actually just singing this today. I like to party with my peeps, cruise the streets, playing Creed Three Card oh, Hustle wow. on these crazy streets, straight hustler. <laughs> you know, so, I love the pest. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm swinging. There's another bad too. movie that I keep the, watching. The pest. the pest. I've watched that movie again. I love. Oh. So, go ahead. The Pest was one I didn't see until years after it came out. Oh, see, I saw it in the theaters. I owned the VHS. I owned the DVD. Like, I loved The Pest. And there's probably no reason for me to have. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, you watch it, you're just like, it's not really... It's one of those movies not incredibly impressive. It's a bastardized version of the most dangerous game. Exactly. Um, but in all the greatest ways possible... I mean, you've got, uh, what was it? Uh, shit. I had his name. He's a black comedian. Uh, Eris? Eris? Sergey Spears? Uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, he was on Mad TV. Yeah, him. Eris yeah. Spears. He's in it. Uh, I don't know. This, it, the Pest is just good. Like, I don't, I, to me, I know it's a bad movie. The plot makes zero sense. The it's like, by all means, that fucking guy, Tim Burton staple for the longest time. Jeffrey oh, Jones was until he got convicted of yeah, child molestation. I was gonna say his movies uh, definitely have not aged well because of that. Yet, um, I think. but he's all, he's usually always the bad guy, and when you go into it knowing what he is and that he's gonna get beaten, this it makes me feel better about watching him. Which that was. In 2002, and he was still getting fucking work. Right. Afterward. Like... When did the pest come out? 1997, so it was before that. But, I mean, if you look at his... His career hasn't... It's not like it's taken off, but, you know, like, it's not like it got better. He was on Deadwood afterward, though. Oh, he was! I remember that, because I watched Deadwood. Um, Yep. I haven't seen this new movie. Have you seen the new Deadwood movie? It's on HBO. You got no. Max. I need to though because I love that series. Oh, it was a great series. They're bringing back uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Really? Yes. Yeah, After time. 2020 and everything that's happened, yeah. they canceled it. And afterwards, I guess they reviewed. They're like, you know what? A lot of people like this show. Yeah. We're gonna bring it back. So it's getting a fourth season. Keep it. Fuck. Right. I love that show. And the way they ended the third season 
It's like, how the fuck can you end it there? Um, but yeah, the pest. Oh my god, the so, pest. Swinging it back to the dead don't die. Yeah. So we've introduced zombies. The zombies kind of have a Romero-esque kind of thing where they just are kind of obsessed with the dumb shit they did in life. That's right. literally the way it gets put is like, I guess they're up to doing the stupid fucking things they did in life. And because they see a whole bunch of like players, like football players, mm-hmm. like just on the field, just mindlessly tackling each other. Uh, you know, zombies that are carrying coffee pots around because they're obsessed with coffee, that kind of shit. No shit. Uh, and then of course, I've actually you, heard that in other zombie movies before. Yeah, though, it's like, very Romero-esque kind of. Like, kind of Romero-esque, um, like uh, twenty-eight then, weeks later. Yeah, he was obsessed with getting back to his family, even as a zombie thing or whatever. And then, what was it? They introduced aliens for very briefly. Nice. No, I have to see this movie. Uh, the whole hermit in the woods who's providing basically meta-social commentary the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is all going on. Tom Waits. Which is perfect for Tom Waits. Oh, God, Let's yes. fucking face that one. Uh, Adam Driver, continuously through the whole movie, is basically saying, this is not going to end well for any of us. And Bill Murray, finally at the end, asks him, just like, why on earth do you keep saying this is not going to end well for any of us? And he's just like, oh, it's because I've read the script. <laughs> and, and Bill Murray's like, you read the script. And he's like, yeah. I got the full script. I read it. I know what the end's gonna be. And he just goes, "Have you not?" And he just goes, "No, Jim." And he references the director directly. He goes, "No, Jim only sent me the scenes with you and me in them." And he's just like, and he goes, "And after everything I did for that motherfucker too." <laughs> and that's like what leads to the end. It just, it works. That's funny as shit. I got to see this now. Yes. I love when there's fourth wall breaking in movies and shit. And the thing is, you kind of get the sense that Adam Driver's doing it the whole movie. Because they play the song on the radio. Like, he turns on the radio. He's like, should we listen to the civilian radio for a little bit? And he's like, yeah, sure. So he turns it on, and it's a song called The Dead Don't Die. <laughs> and he just goes, and Bill Murray goes, what the fuck is this? And he just goes, it's the theme song. <laughs> I'm like... What the fuck is going on with this whole thing? Like it, yeah. I have to see this movie. Uh, yeah, I mean Danny Glover and the what was it, Ginger Kid from Get Out, make their last stand together because the Ginger guy from Get Out, the one who he was the brother of uh, the main villain lady, can't remember yeah. her name for the love of God. Like, yeah, he's the nerd <coughs> who like knows all the zombie lore essentially, nice. but. You gotta have one of those. Of course, he doesn't make it, you know, because uh, like every good horror movie trope, they for, they board up the front door, but they forget about the back door. Right. So what was it? They had a bunch of those here, like so they with they, zombie movies and shit. They play all kinds of shit in one movie, and you're just like none of this really fits together. But at the same time, I'm kind of I'm entertained as fuck right now. Right. Like it's boring, but it's that Bill Murray understated, dry boring. Right. Yeah. So it works for that reason, and then Adam Driver's playing right along with it, and the way the comedy's played up is also understated. It just works. Huh. It's it's just fucking weird. What was that? The Life Aquatic. Yes. Was is it like that? I love that. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know why I laugh my ass off at that one line in that movie. Whenever him and. Owen Wilson are arguing. Yeah. 
And then he looks around. Hold on, it's been a minute. Let me think. Yeah. Go ahead. Because he looks around at one point and he sees these two guys uh, standing out on deck and he just goes, Hey, what are you doing? Go to bed, you sons of bitches. <laughs> just like that. They're in the middle of an argument and he just calmly tells those guys to go to bed while also degrading them at the same time. It's just, it's just fucking classic Bill Murray. I can't help but laugh. Right? Like, <clears throat> oh God, I'd love to meet Bill Murray in life. And oh, just yeah. to see what weird shit he would do to me. Well, if, like, if it's anything like getting him to be in a movie, it will be plenty weird. Oh, yeah. Like, I love it. Because Bill Murray, I mean, even, think back to Space Jam. It's like, Mr. Murray, how did you get here? Well, I'm friends with the director, so I just called him. I had a teamster come pick me up and <laughs> drop me off. <laughs> God, I just, yeah, I can't. It, it, that's another one of those movies where like I feel like with any other cast and I mean literally if you replace any other cast member in that fucking movie it wouldn't have worked talking about Space Jam no, or Dead Don't the, Die Dead Don't Die I just don't think it would have worked if Tom Hates was, Tom Waits was not the hermit in the woods if Tilda Swinton was not an alien who for some reason practiced very well with samurai so like a, with a katana I don't know where that came from but she was very zen and very Michonne. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mich- yeah, very Michonne with no social skills whatsoever. Yeah, Michonne pretty much had no social skills <laughs> until her and Rick started fucking. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's another one of those examples of movies that are just like, the fuck am I watching? Right. Well, I'm not going to turn away now. You know, I've come this far. Yeah, it's like Snakes on a Plane. The first time Samuel L. Jackson proved that his reflexes were faster than a striking snake, and he tasered some of them. Right. I was in. Right, yep, exactly. I'll I'll fucking watch it. Keenan's going to land a plane because he played Flight Simulator on the PS2. Uh Uh-huh. Let's do it. Tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Yeah. What What movie was it? Was it Disaster Movie? Where it was like they had a Sam Jackson guy... He's like, that's all I do. I just say, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Talk about bad movies. Oh. All of those after they, the Wayans brothers sold oh. the rights to Scary Movie. God, those movies were painfully bad. Because at least with the Wayans, the Wayans brothers, they stuck to It one. was a satire it was with a the satire, Wayans brothers. And it stuck to one genre. It right. wasn't commentating on the news of the day. I didn't need to watch, what was it, Meet the Spartans, where he kicks Britney Spears in the chest down the pit of death while she's having her meltdown. Right. Like, they could have spoofed those horrible, like, what was it, historical action set pieces. Oh, yeah. If they wanted to. I, I don't know, because, like, Meet the Spartans was definitely over the line. Yeah. Like, they didn't... There's a line. You can tow the line, but you can't cross the line. Well, and I feel like they jumped over the line, and that movie was awful. I've seen it maybe twice. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the second time wasn't all the way through. Date movie kind of started off promising, but it also fell through real fast. With Date the, movie. With Allison Hannigan. Um... Oh, yeah, okay, I remember that one. Yeah. Because I thought, oh, I'm thinking Date Night. Oh, uh, yeah, no, okay, yeah. Uh, with, with Steve uh, Carell. Steve Carell and yeah. um, Tina Fey, yeah. Uh, but but where do those movies fall apart, though? Is it because they're trying to put too much in? Or is it because nobody since fucking Airplane or Scary Movie has managed to figure out how to do a proper spoof? Right, like, the spoof movie genre in and of itself is just kind of dead. 
Yeah. They tried, like, I think it is, they tried to do, it's like with the Batman movies. Uh, you start putting in more villains than are necessary. Yeah. Uh, I think they're just putting in more shit than necessary. You can commentate on movies, one, the film industry, you can commentate on American lifestyle. Yeah. And still have a coherent plot and a coherent story. You can make it a comedy, but I don't know. I think they just tried to do too much. Because I've never seen Disaster Movie. I didn't care to. I didn't give a fuck. I didn't either. Um, there were some other ones. Superhero movie. Epic movie. Or epic movie. That's what it was. Well, epic they did have superhero movie as well. Did they? I thought so. Yeah. Um, yeah it was just... It was too much. Like... Well, it was just... It was just a random mishmash like of crap. Like, I think that's what led to movie 42. Oh my god, movie 42 is one of the most notoriously terrible movies. Yeah. In fact, most of the actors didn't even realize what they were signing on to. They just did it because they'd be like, oh, Hugh Jackman's going to be in it? Yeah, fuck it. I'll, I'll, right? Yeah, and they we'll basically see. tricked everybody into oh, it. Oh yeah, nobody who was in that movie likes that movie. No. That movie's awful. Uh, and not even in a fun way. Like, No. After about 20 minutes, you're just like, fuck this. Yeah. Um, I feel like it was like an anthology story movie, but it, nothing made sense. It kind of felt like somebody wanted to try and redo the Kentucky Fried movie. Yeah, yeah. But just did not have any idea of what made that movie even watchable in the first place. Exactly. Like, I don't know. They haven't... You say since Scary Movie. I'm going to say since Weird Al. Like the white and nerdy, yeah, and all that. Okay. Like I don't think anybody's been able to spoof anything since that. <laughs> I can agree with that. <coughs> but I mean, like, well, what was it? Judd Apatow even asked a few years ago, "Why can't they do movies like Airplane anymore?" You know, it can be done, right? He's like, and they say it's not bankable. Well, horse shit, people are still quoting Airplane, to this right? Day. Like, I just want to tell you, good night and good luck. <laughs> we're all counting on you. Yeah, we're all counting on you. No pressure. Like, you know, <laughs> or the, just the dumbass jokes in that, which by the way, I don't know if that movie would have worked without Leslie Nielsen's deadpan. Oh, no. No, no, no. Or Lloyd Bridges. Jeff Bridges' fucking dad. Yeah. The, I picked a bad day to quit amphetamines. Like, <laughs> I picked a bad day to quit smoking. Yeah, yeah, you just kept, I could picked a bad day to quit sniffing glue. Right. <laughs> you know? Uh, just. The autopilot and the whole uh, blowing yeah. the autopilot up. I, uh, I still think my favorite, some of my favorite one-off jokes still come from Airplane, which were the when he gets the uh, smoking ticket, yes. the and it's just billowing smoke out, or the that's when my drinking problem started, and his drinking problem is the fact he can't, can't drink in like his it mouth. throws it in his face or throws it behind him. Yeah. Um, uh, and then also the, uh, we need to get these people to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building full of doctors and patients, but that's not important right now. <laughs> and then you had that carry over into like Naked Gun from the police squad, yeah, uh, to the Naked Gun movies, which yeah. were amazing. Naked Gun, like, is it okay to watch the Naked Gun movies with OJ? Yeah, I think so, but I think it's mostly because he spends his move those movies getting his ass beat. Oh yeah, he gets fucked up in all of those movies. Yeah. I loved his huge fro. Was that the third one? I think so. Where it was yeah. like a flashback, and he has this gigantic fucking uh, planetoid sized fro. That was amazing. Uh, sex Frank? Not now, maybe later. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Nice beaver. Thanks. Stuffed it myself. Here, I'll take that. It's a fucking taxidermy beaver. Yeah. And she has, he's looking up her skirt. Um, just the deadpan in those movies is fantastic. Well, I love the Naked Gun movies. I, I always heard that on Airplane that Leslie Nielsen was the one who seemed like he didn't get the joke like on set. And I, I feel like that's him keeping in character, though. Yeah. I don't know. Uh one of his bad movies that I've gone back to several times is Mr. Magoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. I loved Mr. Magoo. I and I watched that as an adult, and I was just like, mm, this movie's terrible, but God damn it. There's another one of those spoof movies he did called Wrongfully Accused. Yes. Is, yes, I'll go back and watch that movie a hundred times. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Spy Who... Well, no, I think that was Murray movie. Was Spy Spy Hard? Who, Spy Who Knew Too Little. Uh, I think that was that a Bill was Murray a, movie. That Spy Hard was a Leslie Nielsen movie. Oh, that's right. That's right. Andy is. Griffith was the bad guy. Yes, Spy yeah. Hard, that was great. Um, God, Leslie Nielsen at one point could do... I mean, turned out in the... Well, after the way sold it, but he was in the third scary movie. Third and fourth one. He was like the best part of those. Two oh, yeah. He that. was the president. Especially with the uh, aliens. The signs the episode. The signs one. Whenever they show, they can pee out of their finger. And yeah. And he just goes, we're not so different, you and I. And then just... <laughs> right. He, he played a president that was very much Lloyd Bridges in Hot Shots Part 2. Yes, absolutely. Which, uh, I love that. Well, Charlie Sheen goes and shake his hand. He goes, Mr. President. He just goes, you're not the president. He's an older man. I've seen him on TV. You look nothing like him. And he's just, like, just like, no, Mr. President, I was talking to you. And he just goes, oh, well, son, don't go around saying you're the president. It doesn't hold water. And for that matter, neither do I, so let's get away from these wires. Dumb as shit. Oh, yeah, Leslie Nielsen. And he was a dramatic actor at first. Yeah. Like, he did well, drama stuff. It was like Lloyd Bridges, too. Those oh, two yeah. were the best at those particular things, and it's because they took it so damn seriously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of like, that's all along, on the lines of the Sprint commercials with Malcolm McDowell and James Earl Jones reading, tw- uh, reading text messages. Yep. I don't want to go out. And I might. I don't know. And then the whole fact that you get to hear Malcolm McDowell and James Earl Jones go totes my goats. Oh my god. Is one of the most amazing things on the internet right now. Uh, Yeah. Like here are these two classically trained actors. And there's and they're reading girl gibberish text messages. It's awesome. And that's the weirdest part is how do you make because you can make a movie as bad as you want, but if it if, if it has charm, it'll carry it. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how much that works, and that's exactly where we're getting into the difference between a movie like Airplane and one, like, epic movie that just fucking blows. Yeah. Like, you can't... You can't I'm going to say, not another charm. teen movie. Was good. Great. Yes. Because it gave us a Chris. Yeah, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. That's right. And I can still picture his whipped cream bikini yep. as we banana speak. Split. His banana split. Yep, his banana split. Which, by the way, he kind of carried some of that douchiness from that movie into Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I thought Fantastic Four happened in between those. It did. It's just that same douchiness he had. Oh, yeah, when he was Lucas Lee or whatever. Yeah, but just with the voice was different. Yeah. It was more of a gravelly, gruff thing. Yeah. Almost like he was trying to channel Wolverine. You want me to do a grind down that rail? There must be like 200 steps and the rails are garbage. 
know, the, the shitty action movie taglines. The, the first click you hear is going to be me hanging up, but the next will be me pulling the trigger. I'm like, yes. See, see, I love Scott Pilgrim, and I don't know where that falls on our three pillars. I'm not going to say it's a bad movie. No. So bad, we can take bad out of the thing. I can't. No, I can't decide if Scott Pilgrim is good, fun, or both. I I think it's. Good. I don't like Michael Sarah, and I keep watching Scott Pilgrim. I think it's good fun because when you when you put Edgar Wright on something. Okay, that might be what it is. It's Edgar Wright carrying that movie. His, his style of doing anything is he puts so much detail into the scenes that you won't catch the first time around. So right. you go back and you'll figure it out. Like, each X has something that marks what number they are. Like, mm-hmm. Lucas Lee's tattoo is just the Roman numeral for two, but it's for his skate company or whatever. Number one has, always has his hair covering one of his eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Brandon Routh's character's so damn stupid, he just wears a number three on his. Yes, yes. Chicken's not vegan? <laughs> right. Uh, like, uh, you partake, you partake in a uh, gelato. Hmm. Is gelato's not vegan? Milk and eggs, bitch. Milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> Thomas J. Egg whites. Egg yeah. whites. Milk and egg whites, bitch. Thomas and J. on blah, 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 you took part in chicken parmesan. Chicken's not vegan? <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's one of those. It had so much in it for everybody. You had Legend of Zelda music, say you're catering to the nerd crowd with all the video game references. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. like him getting an extra life even halfway through right? the movie. Um, just, and having like a decent message for him to quit being such an asshat toward women, right? Uh, you know, even to the point where he's just like, "I'm not fighting for her; I'm fighting for myself." So like, Scott earned the power of self-respect, he right? Like pulls the sword out of his chest. Yeah, like it, it filled with the right blend of hammy ass acting, which uh, Brie Larson, by the way, in that movie, Ugh. her. I know you don't like her, but her delivery as Envy was pretty funny in terms of that whole bad acting. Brie Larson gets a couple passes. Yeah. Her role in Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. which was short. Yeah. She, she wasn't even in the whole movie, so that's fine. You know, yeah. I can take her in spurts. Oh. Her character in the league. Yeah. She was the au pair. The au pair. I, I gotta say one other standout of Scott Pilgrim, Mae Whitman. Yes. Uh, voice of Tinkerbell for any of you guys who are Tinkerbell fuck Mae Whitman she was Katara yep um, she and was April O'Neil in the first Nickelodeon series uh, Ninja she, Turtle series her introduction you went through a sexy face <laughs> her introduction made me like laugh so hard like I was belly laughing at least like and it was just the it was the dumbest shit ever like her delivery was so over the top it mm. was perfect just that you punch me in the boob like well, yeah, I'd be pretty understandably angry at that, but then all of a sudden it's just like, can we just not do this today? And it's like, oh, I'm sorry, darling, but I just cashed my last rain check. <laughs> yeah, like I she remember. just goes straight from like 100 to calm, and then back to 100 again. It's like, oh, where's that from? It's like my brain. <laughs> the back of her knee, wasn't it? Yeah. The back of her the, knee was her weak spot. You're, you were a little bi-curious. Well, I'm a little bi-furious. <laughs> it had that ham-fisted, dumbass dialogue with, I mean, in all honesty, the way Scott Pilgrim was written, Michael Sarah was perfect. Uh, yeah. 
I just I cannot stand like the more I watch of Sarah, mm. like the more I can't stand Michael okay. Sarah. I gotta say this then: you might change your opinion of him in at least one thing. Watch the Twin Peaks revival they did when he shows up. I have no idea where the fuck this Michael Sarah has been, but it is nothing like the one we have. No, huh? It's almost I'm uh, Brando esque isn't the way to put it, but it is kind of. I actually I haven't seen it. Um, I need to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. I think he only shows up for one episode, but he's like, it, it's just weird. I heard that the I actually heard somebody say this that uh, Twin Peaks is the closest thing to American mythology we'll ever get. Probably. I mean, I gotta admit that that's another one of those like, why is that good instead of bad? Because it's convoluted as fuck. It's well. I mean, in all honesty... It's, it's like, a David Lynch. I was going to say, know? David Lynch, like, anytime he creates something, you know it's going to warp your mind around. Like, you're, right. You're going to eventually just, like, be able to see your own brain. Like, I can't picture... I don't know. Dune kind of did that to me. Yeah. Like, but, and I love Dune. Yeah. And that's another one, too. A lot of people think it's bad, but it has a cult following. Like, what makes it so... I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's good. Um... I don't know. Like, there was a lot of studio overreach. Yeah. Uh, originally, the movie was going to be, like, three hours long, and they made it cut it down to, like, just under two. Stupid. Um, just let it be three hours long at that point. Uh, and it's such a good... Like, it's such a detailed book huh. that it's kind of hard not to be a three-hour long... Right. Like, I think the best thing they did with Dune was made the miniseries on sci-fi. Because that was like a four-hour thing, and I was just like, yes, they covered damn near everything in this. Um, and there were parts they left out, kind of like the, the latest It. Yeah. They left a bunch of shit out of them. Yeah. They added stuff that we hadn't seen before, but I knew was there from right. the book and shit. But like, because in the, the original, they didn't, they didn't do the gay kid getting killed in the second half. Which is why Mike started calling everybody, you know, mm -hmm. It's Back. Oh, yeah. It killed the gay kid, you know, yeah, after right. the hillbillies threw the gay kid in the, uh, in, in the river. In the yeah. river and then it got him and killed him. Uh, they did that for the first time this round. Yeah. So, uh, but there are things in the, that book that we'll never see the light of day. Like, the, you know, the giant kid orgy. Yeah, in the series, uh, yeah. In the, uh, or uh, Pennywise eating the baby. We'll yeah. never see that. So, um, Pennywise just in general tearing that kid's head off. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, certain thing. By the way, if you guys haven't read It, go ahead and uh, jump right into that one because we just gave away a few scenes that'll be fun as shit for you to read. Yeah, in your 1,200-page book. Right. <laughs> uh, I kind of wish RBG was here so I could talk to him a little before, you know, beforehand I could talk to him a little bit about Dresden. Yeah. But, uh, fuck. That's another great one. I, I would almost put Little Nicky. Little Nicky, I will agree, was, to me, it's in a category of should be bad, but it's fun. Right. Like, I feel like, because especially today, the graphics, the CGI does not hold up. Oh, God, no. It's awful. Because um, even if you look at Dragonheart, which was the first ever movie to have a completely CGI character in the whole movie. Yep. It still holds water because they did a really good job with the dragon. True. I mean, hell, even the first Jurassic Park movie looks better than the shit they pumped out in Jurassic World. Right, exactly. So, so 
Little Nicky is definitely, you know, I quote that movie, Popeye's chicken is the shiznit, you know. Yeah. Popeye's chicken's fucking awesome. Uh, it is, though. It is, though. Uh, I will say this, controversial statement of the night, I like Chick-fil-A's chicken sandwich better. I've had them both. I like the Chick-fil-A. Uh, was it that disclaimer they always give the opinions that Eli states are his own? Right, yeah. Uh, They're my opinions and no one else's. Uh, the kids were actually talking to me about it. And they were like, Dad, we hate that Chick-fil-A hates gays. And I was like, I know, I know. And I looked, they're like, but it's so good. It's so good. And I was like, you can't taste the hate, baby. <laughs> right. What was it, Pete Buttigieg? Uh, whenever he was running for president, they're just like, well, what do you think about Chick-fil-A then being a gay man? He's just like, I don't support their policies, but I do support their chicken. Right, their chick, they good, got good shit. And I was a fucking mall rat yeah. as a kid. Well, I ran around the mall. Chick-fil-A Chick is every, every mall. Fucking mall. Go down to Georgia and there's a Chick-fil-A across from a Chick-fil-A every other block. Well, I mean, we got hit. We kind of got that here. It's, it's like when I door dash... And I get a Chick Fil A order. I got to see if it's coming from the mall or the one outside. Ah oh, shit! Yeah, that's a good point. Then you can do that. Ah, it usually tells you, but then I like to go to the one in the mall because they usually got the shit ready. Whereas I got to wait through the drive-through at the other one. But uh, Screw that. oh, it sucks. Yes. But when you're getting eight dollars to go one point five miles away, it's kind of hard to pass up. That's true. So yeah, I'll sit in the fucking drive-through for twenty minutes. Uh. But that's neither here nor there. All right. You can't taste... And just... It brings me back to... You can't taste the hate, which is... I get that from Clerks too. Yeah. When uh, after Randall sticks his oh foot in his mouth. Oh, God. Yeah. Character who's incredibly good at that. Oh, yeah. Uh, baby... And Wanda Sykes is pissed off and storm. Baby, you can't taste the hate! Oh, Damn! Know. And he walks out. Right. Uh, take all of this. This is on the house. Free. No, uh-uh. <laughs> Baby, you can't taste the hate. Uh -oh. God. Which, there's another movie, too, that, like, Clerks, the first one, it's not like it was stellar in any way. I mean, it was It fun. got critical acclaim. It did. And the thing is, I enjoy watching it because, well, it's real. Like, right. is if you've ever clerked at a fucking job like that for a day, you know that's the case. Mm -hmm. You have your weird-ass customers who come in, you have your one you didn't realize died in the bathroom. Right. Like, you, you have... like Working at a gas station right now, I have a lot of this. Yeah, there's that weird mix of all walks of life that come in and you're just confused as hell. Right. Like, you know, like... You're not even supposed to be here today. You know? I've actually said those lines. that right. Those words have come out of my mouth. I got ditched, you know. I was supposed to get relieved at 10 p.m. Kid, no call, no show. Had to get the old 70-year-old man to come in who works nights anyway, works yeah. thirds anyway. Had to get him to come in. He comes in on his day off apologizing to me for being late. And I was like, the fuck are you apologizing for? You're not even supposed to be here. So, yeah, you know, you get that. My, my time in retail, I always wanted to be Randall. Oh, God. But, no, and I, I was Dante just without selling cigarettes to kids on accident. <laughs> like, it, yeah. I do not sell cigarettes to kids, but I do find it fun as shit to cart them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it is the excuses those little fuckers will come up with for not having their goddamn ID. It's like, 
Do you see the sign? No tobacco sale without ID. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just, yeah. The, uh, but yeah, it, we're kind of getting back to the point of like, Clerks worked because it had realism. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was realistic. It was fun. Especially for, you know, like it was just real people going through real shit in a real day is what it felt like. Yeah. It had charm. Snakes on a plane had charm. Yeah. Die you zombie bastards had batshit charm. But nonetheless, it was fun. Charm nonetheless. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, but some of these other movies, though, like epic movie and shit, was just like trying to ram punchline after punchline down your throat whenever a lot of movies that came before it realized you really didn't have to do that. No. I mean, they took the very, the they very much took a Ren and Stimpy approach. Yeah. They hit you with so many jokes that. If you're offended by one, shit, that was three minutes ago, and they've been there's been a hundred jokes since then. I think that's part of the problem. Is it was shock humor, and that going through an entire movie does not carry well. No, no. Like you, you can have some in there, but it can't be all of it. Whereas like Punch Drunk Love, <clears throat> which has a cult following, mm-hmm. like there are people. I can't oh, yeah. remember who Paul Anderson, Paul T, Paul I S. Think, Anderson. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Fuck that guy. I have not liked a single one of his fucking movies. Magnolia, like Boogie Nights, I think was the closest that I've come to being I like, didn't okay. Like yeah. See, I didn't even like that. Philip fucking Seymour Hoffman. You see, I know. You know? You were going to say that. Um, William H. Macy, though. Like, he sells. Yeah. Me. William H. Macy and Shameless is probably one of the best things on TV. Truth. Uh, well, I saw when the stimulus thing, when everybody got a stimulus check. Yeah. Somebody posted on Facebook when I was still on Facebook. Somebody posted on Facebook, Frank Gallagher done had two checks by now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he would have. That man's fucking brilliant when it comes to getting money that doesn't belong to him. Right. <laughs> or getting Joan Cusack to leave her house and not fucking him in the ass with something. <laughs> that fucking show. I love that oh show. Oh my god. <laughs> She comes in after her walk to the farmer's market. has got that big-ass eggplant. Yeah. Baby, I don't know if I can do it. No, I walked to the farmer's market. Oh, yay! You can see the relief in his face that his ass isn't going to have to take this eggplant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, shameless. My wife got me into that show. Yeah. Oh, and, that show's amazing. And you thanked her for it. Yes, like, I did. Yeah. That and I got to see Bowman naked. It's kind of weird. Oh, and you're awesome. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about it. God damn it. See, there's a terrible fucking movie right there. You see, I can't watch that movie, though. Right. Rips off of everything. Everything but the source material. Got it right. It yep. rips off everything but the source material. Honest trailers. God bless honest trailers. God bless Team Four Star. Yes. Is that the beta male? Was that the beta male? Oh, God. And his best friend, Krillin. You're not in this movie. No. Oh. Krillin' own count goes up. <laughs> Seriously, that that movie fucked every aspect of everything it was trying to do up. What kills me was, and it took me years later, like, I've not seen that movie in forever, but Piccolo's assistant was yeah. Mai. Yep. I was like, wait, that's Mai? Yeah. Fuck. I know. <sighs> anyway. All the... And... Because we were speaking of Shameless, uh, Justin Chatwin was on Shameless. Mm-hmm. So there you I go. think and they met on that movie and went to Shameless together. 
Well, he had to do something afterward because he definitely. Because I think they started dating in that movie. Because after anybody saw that piece of shit, you know, the movie offers weren't coming in that fast afterward. Right. Oh my god. That and that's another one. It had zero charm. Nope. It had zero reverence for the source material. I got one. Uh, and the worst acting that I can remember. Along. I got one. Okay. I gotta hear this. Super Mario Brothers. Holy shit. Horrible movie. I have seen that movie at least a hundred times. You know what the weird part about that movie is? Anytime somebody mentions it, the only thing I can go back to in my mind that I can honestly remember in its entirety from that movie, aside from... Trying to believe that Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo are actual brothers? You know what the weird part is? Bob Hoskins, I would watch him in any movie yes. he was in because he was fucking brilliant. Oh, I love Bob Hoskins. Uh, I am thinking of them making those Goombas dance in the elevator oh. to the underwater theme uh-huh. from the original game, and it hurts. It hurts, but it makes me smile at the same time. I mean, their Yoshi was kind of interesting. But the steampunk atmosphere was kind of interesting, but none of it was Mario. Right. Like, uh, the bomb. Yeah. That was the closest ass, thing to Mario that it was. Wipe ba-bomb. your ass with the source material. Give Dennis Hopper a flamethrower. I feel like you could have cut out the Mario shit and actually had like a sci-fi movie that could have halfway worked. Right. But instead... And everybody blames the directors. They were two douchebag assholes that... Yeah. That we're gonna do their own fucking thing, and I guess, goddamn. Like, but I have seen that movie. I don't know how many fucking times. It is a bad movie. Yeah. For some reason, I keep going back to. It. I think it's because of John Leguizamo and Bob Hoskins, and Dennis Hopper. Yeah, honestly. You know what I love about mud? It's clean and it's dirty all at the same time. <laughs> or the cousins, the Super Koopa cousins. Yeah. I did love them because the one was in Hackers. Yep. And then he shows up later in uh, The Blacklist. Oh my. uh, He's Raymond Reddington's lawyer. Jesus. And it's weird because I feel like his body shrank but his head got bigger. Uh, Could be. I don't know. He looks like a bobblehead. Like a lot walking, talking bobblehead. That, you know, now, I mean. The fact that you brought up Super Mario Bros. confused the shit out of me. Like, it was one of those, like, I don't think about that movie unless somebody mentions it. It completely escapes my brain. Yeah. But then, as soon as you say it, I'll immediately get that whole dance in the elevator thing. I'll get or Dennis Hopper with his weird-ass fork. The Nightclub. Yep. The dinosaur. I can't remember the name of the song. Everybody that's Walk not, Like a Dinosaur or whatever. That's not worth it. <laughs> Boom, chuckalaka, boom, boom. <laughs> you know, oh, God. That, that, couldn't, that scene couldn't have even been saved with a goddamn Vanilla Ice song. Like, you know, Secret of the Ooze. It might have been. I don't know. Secret of the Ooze was the shit. It was a good movie. But I mean, like, I that, still don't know why. I honestly, you say Saved by a Vanilla Ice song. I think that movie saved Vanilla Ice's career for another couple years. It probably did, but I mean, that scene... Actually, it was, go probably, ninja, go ninja, it was probably ruined by the ninja rap, if only because I'm like, why are you rapping while they're kicking the shit out of each other in the middle of the place? Not only that, you don't know these creatures exist. Gigantic turtles. But at that point, because you have the the manager or whatever, he thinks that they're 
Oh right. They're okay. they're part of it. Like yeah. he, they they're people in costume, which I mean they fucking are, but I mean, they, they don't know that. It's the only logical explanation you could come up with yourself, though, as to why a gigantic turtle, you know, like gigantic turtles, are kicking the shit out of each other in the middle of a, of a club floor. Right. So uh, okay, I'll give you that, but I'm like, did they really have to shoehorn in a vanilla ice cameo? Why not? I mean, <laughs> shit, he was top of his game at the time. Except for Arsenio Hall hated him, which I understand that. But I think we all do now, in retrospect. I don't know. Good old, I, I kind of go back to that's my boy. Yeah. Uncle Icy. Oh, yeah, okay. So, I don't know. He's kind of redeemed himself. And that, and he kind of turned his life around, and yeah. now he does uh, home improvement shit. So, that's true. Whatever, you know. Vanilla Ice is now a carpenter. I mean, he finally learned how to, I mean, he had to stop. Once he walks on water and feeds the hungry, I think we'll find Jesus. Right. And say he, well, he stopped so he could collaborate and listen. <laughs> All his fucking projects there, so there we go. Uh, <clears throat> confusing lyrics to start off with, though. Stop. Issuing, collaborate and listen. Issuing an order for everybody to stop. Who are they listening to at that point? Right, right, right. right, right. right. But stop, should I stop the car? Like, mid-traffic? What's going on? Uh, see... Because, yeah, you have examples of, like, hokey-ass movies that did not work in any respect, like Mario Bros., which, honestly, is not helping when your protagonist's name is Mario Mario. <laughs> There's three. There's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. <laughs> and John Leguizamo trying to pass off being Italian. Oh, yeah. That um, that's work. hilarious. I don't Luigi. care if he's lived in every borough of Brooklyn uh, or Jamaica, Queens, or any kind of Queens. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and state for the record that Mario's full name is Mario Jumpman Mario. That is 100% first, middle, and last. Okay. Because, what, in Donkey Kong, he He's was only referred Jumpman. to as Jumpman. Yeah. But then he turns into Mario, so they made his first name Mario's middle name Jumpman. Like it, Why wouldn't Black you just go Mario, Mario Jumpman? See, you would think that would be the case, but then you, how do you have the Mario Brothers? Because now Luigi has to have the last name Mario as well. If they're going to be the Mario Brothers, otherwise they both have to be named fucking Mario somehow. I always thought that was hokey until I met somebody with a first and last name, okay. the same, and his name was Dwayne Dwayne. Um, okay. He went to South. Yeah. Then went on to IU, and then like went that, to though. went went on to. Uh, in the, into the NBA. I mean, it, um, it definitely doesn't work for everybody. Like, you know. I was friends with his brother, Bill Dwayne. So <laughs> I know his parents could had other kids that they named them normal names, but Dwayne Dwayne. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't work for certain last names like Johnson Johnson. Right. No. Nope. Dennis Dennis. <laughs> uh, Mario Mario. Yeah. And Luigi Mario. I mean, okay, can we... Was the movie better than the cartoon? See, I like the cartoon. I liked the movie. I'm not going to lie. I, I, like I said, it's a bad movie. For some reason, I keep fucking watching it. Yeah, I kind of... I, I like the cartoon better than the movie, easily. It depends on what iteration of the cartoon. Are we talking like... I mean, like, the one with Lou Albano. Lou, yeah, Captain Lou Albano. Gratuitous cameos from, like, Cindy Lauper and shit. Yeah. yeah like, it doesn't... 
the live action sequences are kind of where you lose me on a lot of it. I don't know because I did love the episode where they were trying to fix Inspector Gadget. Oh shit! I forgot about that. Yeah. I I like the episode where they're trying to find Lou Albano and that somehow. Mario and Lou Albano just are never in the same room together. Yes, but Cindy Lauper is the one who is trying to find him because they're like best friends, and I'm like, in what fucking world? Right, does exactly. This, does that matchup happen? You know, and not to say it couldn't happen, but at the same time, I'm like, it's very hard. And every time she walks on screen, they play like a brief bit of "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." Yeah, uh, yeah, I can hear it right now. Just like, shoehorn it in. Why not? I mean, yeah. I mean, she's known for so much. She's done so much. Like, I, got, I, I guess not known, but like she writes Broadway shit now. Yeah. So I, I kind of feel like they also, that Adam Sandler kind of took a little bit from the uh, Super Mario Bros. Super Show for Whitey's voice in Eight Crazy Nights. Toad compared to Whitey. Oh, yeah. They're not 100% similar. But no. it's close enough to where you could almost be like, was there a little bit of inspiration coming from that? Right. I don't you know. Have that toad is more like, have some more. You know, like versus the, you got a real attitude problem, Stone. Like, it's that. <laughs> They're close enough. Which, yeah, that was a movie that did not fare well either. Eight Crazy Nights. Yeah. It's not. And he was just trying to make a Hanukkah movie for the Jewish kids, you know? Yeah, which, you know, it good enough for that and it carried on the Adam Sandler tradition of having Rob Schneider play uh, everything yeah in this case he was an Asian man <laughs> just like in Mickey what Rooney. was it 50 yeah very Mickey Rooney yeah, it, what was it 50 first days he was Hawaiian oh yeah I loved him and then the, the ridiculous six he was Mexican wasn't yeah. he yeah so yeah, but yeah. see, John, uh, 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 Rob Schneider is one of those where I don't know what the fuck he is. Sometimes I think he's white, and sometimes I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. And maybe he's just Jewish and he's a good chameleon. I don't know. But truthfully, I haven't cared since. Uh, speaking of other like bad movies that are good though, Judge Dredd. Which I, one? Sylvester Stallone. Oh, okay. Schneider. And that. Is like Sylvester Sloan. I did not like Sylvester Sloan or Rob Schneider in it. However, Armand Asante. Armand Asante. You're right. Fun name to say. It is. It's such a fun name to say. And his ridiculousness. Yeah, that like I'll watch it. Everybody remember that. See, I remember the Odyssey with Armand Asante. Oh, me too. Like I loved that. That was great. Where he was Odysseus, and uh, that was great. But yeah, there's some things that Armand Asante has done, and I'm just like, why? Right. It, it was kind of like, I mean, if we're going there, Street Fighter, Raul Julia. Yeah. Fucking why? His son. I know. Or his kids. Right. But it's like the la- it's the last movie of his. I know, and that's awful because you have coked out, only- Coke Roy Rage, Jean Claude Van Damme, right? Who probably should have been the villain, and then Raul Julia, I who is know. charming. And still has the best line of that movie. Yep, I know what you're going to say too, because that's exactly right. The going. day you met M. Bison was the most important day of your life. For me, it was a Tuesday. Right. You know? Yeah. I love that. He just did it. Like, He's, everything, every time he was on screen, the movie was amazing. As yeah. soon as he was off screen, the movie sucked dick. Even Ming Na Wen couldn't save that movie. Oh, I know. And, and she was great, I'm, fucking Chun Li. I'm thinking of. Uh, can you picture Van Damme delivering that line, though? 
That because he's like Van Damme should have been the villain. I'm like, if he was, can you picture Van no, Damme saying no. that? No, because Raul Julia was the only person who could pull that one off. Van Damme doesn't have the chutzpah mm-hmm. Raul Julia has. Van Damme wishes he was in the same class as Raul Julia. I know. Uh, and I used to love Van Damme movies. Yeah. I mean, I did. I watched the fuck a double team, Time Cop, Bloodsport, Bloodsport. What was the one? Is that? Uh, Kickboxer what was the one uh, where he was a Cajun. Oh shit! I don't remember that one. Um, I can't imagine he had long hair in it. I mean, hell, I watched The Expendables too, just because he was the bad guy. And right. He, and he kicked a knife into Liam Hemsworth's chest. Right. Completely yeah. unnecessarily. Right. I mean, it's just Van Dam being Van Dam. Uh, I don't know. After all the horrible shit you hear about Van Dam and. Yeah. It's just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> I just can't. Yeah, that's like another one of those action stars from the 90s where you're just like, oh, you and Steven Seagal are both in the same boat. Fuck yourself. <laughs> right, right. However, Dolph Lundgren made it out okay. Dolph Lundgren buckled down on education, though. Yeah. I mean, that motherfucker's a chemical engineer. Well, yeah, I mean, he was before he got in the movies. There's another and one. he also knows, like, six languages. Masters of the Universe. Oh, my God, that movie. That movie should not be as good as it is. That movie isn't good. It's not. But for some fucking reason, I have seen it like a hundred times. And I will raise you a reason why. I'll bet you more than anything it's Frank Langella's Skeletor. Probably. I, 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 yeah. I don't know why. He he seemed to be the only person who's having any kind of fun with that movie. I don't know. The little uh, dwarf guy. Oh, that's true. I liked him. But everybody was just basically yelling at him the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, but he was definitely the comic relief. Yeah. In a movie that was pretty much just a comedy. Um, and yet, that has kind of a cult following to it. It does. Oh, it now, absolutely does. Flash fucking Gordon. Mm. Queen soundtrack. Yep. Terrible movie. Yep. Uh, Are we talking about the... Uh, like the 80s. The uh, the one Ted... Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, fuck, I can't think of his name. What was it? He taught us. He taught us something very important. That acting is just a concept. Like it's. Like, it's a... <laughs> oh shit! Great times. Well, what time are we at? Yeah, right, an hour and a half. I, yeah, we're gonna have to. I mean, yeah, but but like I think we found the secret ingredients that make bad movies into something so much more. I'm going to go out and I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people right before we close out. Perfect. Boondock Saints. Mm. Fun. Very fun. Not good, though. Nope. No. Not even. The second one is a fucking travesty. It is. Um, However, Judd Nelson. But it's still fun. Judd Nelson was fun as fuck to watch in the second one. Oh, yeah. Just for how much he's trying, but overdoing it. But I think that was that's the his, point. Yeah, that's his whole. Point. And then uh, who was the uh, was it Peter? Well, uh, not Peter Weller. Peter Fonda. Fonda. Yeah. At the very end. Yeah. Like listening to the guy, I can't think of his name right now either. But the guy that directed it. Oh, Troy Duffy. Troy Duffy. That's yeah. it. I knew it was Duffy something, but uh, listening to him talk about why he chose Peter Fonda and hoped against all hope that Peter Fonda would do it hmm. is because he wanted his villain. To almost win you over. And listening to Peter Von Fonda's final speech, yeah. he does. Kinda, he yeah. almost wins you over. Yep. Um You know you know how he lost me though? 
Uh, Fucking killed Il Duce. Yeah, I was very upset with that. I gotta say, which is funny because Billy Connolly always joked, he's like, if you ever want to see me in movies, you gotta get there the first 15 minutes. <laughs> you know, like, otherwise, I'm not in it for very long. But. Ah, he was one of my favorite things about The Last Samurai. Yeah, and he died. And he died. Yep, he was the first battle. Yep. And he died. And he got a sword through the chest. Yeah, kind of a mercy kill, from what I remember. Yeah. Because they had respect for for their foes. Uh, But yeah, Billy Connolly, he was one of my favorite. I'm going to the little bighorn, says I. What's all this weird shit you're talking about? (laughs) Nine lives I have. (laughs) What's this wee shit you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, El Duce. Yeah, I was sad to see him go. Yep. I mean, I keep wanting a third movie. Because I'm well, a fan. I'm a fan of the, the the Boondock Saints. But at this point, certain, I'm just like... Certain aspects of it, though... Everybody's so old now. They need to tone down uh, a lot of shit in it. And... Truthfully, Boondock Saints 3 won't have as much charm because Doc died. Yeah, Doc died. Which, by the way, his character in Fraggle Rock is also named Doc. Nice! I, I saw that's a awesome. article that's like, the Boondock Saints is a Muppet movie. <laughs> <laughs> or they Fuck yes. share a universe. That's I, awesome. I go with that theory and it immediately makes the movies like one of like the top pantheon of amazing in my book. Because if if you can get the fraggles in on it. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. You're but going down, old man. No, not this time, you little sh- shit. I love Will someone you. please come in here and fuck me up the ass? I did it! I did it! <laughs> I love that. Especially just... He, he was fucking great. Like, the... I gotta get you a proper book or something. This makes some shit bad shit's gotta go. Hey, a penny in the hands worth two in the bush? No. Or uh, a bird in the hands worth two in the bush? <laughs> people in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks. <laughs> yeah. No, people in glass houses sink ships. Oh, yeah. just the, And why cross the road if you can't get out of the kitchen? Why cross the road? Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get you a proverb book or something, man. This makes well, a match. It's gotta go. On, whenever they're tough talking the Russians, and he just goes, Why don't you make like a treat? And get the fuck out of here. And they're all just like, Ah, he's got till week's end. <laughs> but yeah, Boondock Saints gave us the original Boondock Saints gave us Norman Reedus. Yeah, and it does have a does have a fair amount of homophobia in it. But at the same time, that was also part of the course for the mafia. Uh, well, yeah, but it was also part of the course for action movies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, think of the first Lethal Weapon. Whenever Danny Glover's like tamping out flames on Mel Gibson's back, he just like he Mel Gibson quite literally turning and goes, "What are you, some kind of fruit or something?" And I'm like, not necessary. Like nope. it just, what did that have to do with anything? If anything, no one likes third degree burns. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> right. Like you know, he saved your flannel. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You want to be upset? Okay. First of all, do you want to be pleasantly surprised? And then immediately upset. Watch the first two seasons of Lethal Weapon mm. with Damon Wayans and, and Adam Crawford. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yep, completely amazing. And then Damon Wayans went full drama queen bullshit bitch artist. Mm. Got Clay Crawford fired. Yeah, brought in John Stifler and quit the goddamn show after he did all of this. And it's like, what the fuck, man? 
I won't see another. Well, I mean, not that I don't think he. I don't think he'll be doing much of anything anyway. But He's my fucking good. respect for Damon Wayans dropped severely after yeah. that. Yeah, I. Because I, I heard bits and pieces of it. Obviously, accusations flying back and forth between Damon and Clean. Yeah, and you, it's one of the like, who the fuck knows? Honestly, honestly, I wasn't there. I couldn't tell you any of but it. it but like from what a, I've heard. Damon Wayans is a fucking bitch. It was like when Stana... Was it Stana Caddick left... Uh, was it Castle? Well, I mean, she didn't leave Castle, but there was they, the series ended because she wasn't going to do anymore. Yeah, because I... Because she was leaving. I thought it was because her and Nathan, Nathan Fillion. Fillion had some beef. They, oh, yeah. But, like, everything I hear kind of makes him out to be a little bit of... Like, it makes him out to be the dick on that. And I'm yeah. kind of sitting there thinking, like... Please don't take that away from me. Right, Nathan Fillion. But I've heard it's the same thing. I've heard Nathan Fillion could be a complete dick. So, I don't know. It was basically the Nathan Fillion show. Yeah. So. Truthfully, man. Might as well but, yeah. All right, I, we got to get off here. I got to get yeah. get back. Yeah. Uh, that was that. That was our bad movie versus fun movie episode. Uh, like and follow us on all the bullsh- social bullshits. Uh, I am on TikTok now. Uh, I don't have any videos. I just follow a bunch of shit. But um, it's like half the fun of TikTok, though. It's right, just watching the videos, like getting in a TikTok hole. It's just fun. Um, a lot of I watch a lot of cosplayers doing their lip sync stuff. It's like I was telling Randy the other day. I was like, it's like just watching a really good lip sync battle. Um, these people have got it down to a fucking science. I yeah. love it. It's fun. Uh, they've been doing. Uh, Jeff Dunham and Peanut okay. stuff here, like meow, yeah. all that stuff. That stuff's fun. Uh, and then Peanut on the caffeine, freaking out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, no, yeah, I haven't jumped down that rabbit hole yet, but it's fun. Um, it was. It's. It's not near as toxic as uh, Facebook. Yeah. Um, um, can it be? I mean, it could be. Like, guess, so they, yeah. I've seen a couple. It's like getting. Well, there was a video. It was like getting offended at something on TikTok. Is like seeing a mountain. Like seeing a pile of shit, and purposely stepping in it instead of going around it. Huh. And I was just like, "Huh, fuck, good point." That's very you know. Funny. You don't like it? Just keep scrolling. You know. There's this one guy that I I watch. It's, uh, Do you even taco? Um, <laughs> But every time he goes, welcome to my TED, at the end of it, he's like, welcome to the TED Talk. Scroll on to the next video. You know? And he's got shirts that say, scroll on to the next video. So, uh, but yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty fucking funny. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, the girl doing the some kind of weird dance, but basically all you can see is a camel toe. Um, and a guy, this big, huge, red, red-headed ginger dude shows up out of nowhere. It's a completely different scene. Like, he's just sitting there, and he's like, what are you looking at? And this other hillbilly guy goes, the same damn thing you are, Gary. The Soul Snatcher 3000 there comes equipped with bad life decisions and credit card debt. You can upgrade that baby to the premium package, which comes with, I just drank 13 White Claws, and I still don't feel anything. And you can also get the gold package, which but you'll, have to, but you'll lose the house, your car, and your favorite bass boat. So I'll say it again, Gary. We're all looking at her fucking alpaca hoof. That is all. <laughs> wow. It's the one of the funniest fucking things I've seen on there. Well played. And it's just like, goddamn, he's got a fucking point. 
Um, and he's one of the uh, Do You Even Taco? Yeah. That he's one of that guy's friends. So uh, I don't know. It's fucking. I don't. I like it. I'm more happy. You know, I'm happier scrolling through it, watching the dumb shit on it, than I have been on Facebook for the last five years. So I don't got that. You know, fuck Facebook. Yeah. Fuck you, Zuckerberg. You ain't got your hooks in me no more. But TikTok does. I don't know. Maybe I traded one for the other. But I'm on TikTok now. I don't even know what the fuck my name is on there. Probably Kegger Lord of All like it is on everything else. Uh, just because I have that big of an ego. Uh, whatever. But uh, I have actually slowly started changing my names on all my gaming platforms uh-huh. to Kegger Lord of All. Nice. It's just It's just slowly becoming my new thing. Because why not? It's fun. I feel like in the game world, you have to have a bit of an ego. So, <clears throat> And I'm sure people love when they beat my ass in something because they beat Kegger Lord of All. Hmm. Not Lord of this bitch. You know, whatever. It's fun. I have fun. We do fun things. Still haven't twitched. Uh, Cody, I think that's more your domain at this point. Yours in RBGs. Yeah, I hardly ever do anything on it. But occasionally I do. Right. Um, I, I thought about... I, it was funny because I can remember a comment that one of my friends got on a Let's Play they did where I think he was playing Degeneration X on the SNES and they got uh, they, they bitched about the whole time they hated the game but mm-hmm. they were doing it because it's one they do inside and out so yeah. the first comment they got on the YouTube video right below is this a Let's Play or a Let's Bitch <laughs> <laughs> and I'm wondering because I thought about doing Final Fantasy 8 and bitching about it uh, I see the thing is I was trying to come at it from a fresh perspective not having played it in a few years like maybe I'll just catch something that's di- no there's nothing different no not, not at all uh, I've the last time I played it was probably like four or five years ago and I just Final Fantasy is a convoluted complex story anyway yeah. alright there's always some fuckery going on but the amount of fucking doubling back and folding in on itself that Final Fantasy VIII does is asinine. Yep. Um, I could almost get behind... You know where they lost me? When all of them were at the same fucking orphanage and none of them knew each oh, other. That was, I still call that the laziest backstory in Final Fantasy. Oh, God. It is awful. It completely lost me. Oh, but the worst part, why they don't remember and only Irvine does, because they use Guardian Forces and it causes amnesia. Oh, God. It's just that whole fucking... Fucking kidding me. That whole fucking game is just a nightmare. Uh, I fucking hate that game. Of the Final Fantasy... And there have been some shit Final Fantasy games, but Final Fantasy VIII ranks on the top of my shit list. Yeah, it's a shit heap. Um, Final Fantasy VIII is so bad that Final Fantasy IX is great in comparison. True. And it isn't... It's very mediocre. It's very mediocre. Final um, Fantasy Thirteen is still ranked above that in my book. Like Final Fantasy Eight to me was like the bottom of the dung heap. I think Thirteen sits right on, like right above it. Just ba- yeah, barely. Just barely. But and I can't even finish Thirteen. Didn't really care for Twelve. No. In 12, fact, Fifteen see, was the last one I beat in its entirety. Twelve had promising characters, but it was garbage overall. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, it. Ugh. Yeah. Well, before we dive into that, we'll right? Yeah. Cut everything off here because. I can, like, talk in Final Fantasy, it won't, like, piss me off. Right. So, and I'm playing it right now. COVID has fucked my entertainment worlds up so much that I'm going back and punishing myself. With Final Fantasy fucking eight. Yes. Uh, so, yeah. I think the best thing that ever happened with Final Fantasy eight was when uh, 
Squall showed up in Kingdom Hearts, but he was going by Leon, yeah. and he was played by David Boreanaz. So uh, I was gonna say the best thing I ever had with Final Fantasy was when you hit the power button on the PlayStation. Yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah. So. Oh, I fucking hated that game. All right. Well, on that note, uh, you guys <laughs> enjoy yourselves. Hopefully, you enjoyed our shitty movie topics. Hopefully, you look some of them up. We're gonna have to give like uh, oh, I, yeah. uh, we got a bastard. We haven't done Magnificent Bastard, but we have to give it to the guy with Die Zombie Bastards. Yes. Uh, I, I I haven't even seen that, and I think he just deserves it. Uh, yeah, I'll look up his name real what quick. What was it? Uh, Tommy, was it Wisu? No. No, that's The Room. I know, I'm trying to think so, of his, is it Tommy Wisu? Yeah, Tommy Wisu for The Room, but yeah. this was directed by Caleb Emerson. Caleb Emerson, didn't even know your fucking name until tonight. You are a magnificent bastard of the week because now I have to but watch your movie. I have seen this movie well over ten years ago and I can't get it out of my head, so... I'm going to have to yeah. watch it. So that, plain and simple, is completely worth... I don't know, like the 90 minutes it runs. So. Right? Nice. Yeah. So I got 90 minutes to kill. I'm going to be on a plane coming up. I might I might have to watch it then. But, yes, in that case, you all stay safe and... COVID-free. God forbid you let your entertainment taste take a turn for the worse like mine have where you start watching Chinese propaganda movies and traumatizing Christmas movies and God knows what else, which I'll talk about at another time, but... And I'm just going to say this. You can eat turkey at home. Yep. Just eat your fucking turkey at home. You can deep fry that fucking bitch but at home. Not, don't do it in the house. Make sure you have like a deck or a patio. Or Preferably a, someplace concrete yeah. because if you overfill the fucking thing, you're going to set a fire. Yeah, I was going to say, just make sure you have a good way to put out a grease fire because water ain't going to do it. No, you need one of the dry chemical uh, fire extinguishers. But eat your goddamn turkey at home and let Momo and Popo survive the holiday season. Uh, this thing goes and takes out mamas and papas. So, yeah. just save grandma. Just yeah. You want to have a couple more months with grandma? Don't go to Thanksgiving dinner at her fucking house. Just eat at home. Yeah, wait for the inheritance, please. Right, don't uh, don't set out to get it early. But, uh, but on that note, you guys have a th- safe Thanksgiving? Because I don't, I don't, are we going to yeah. be able to do one before Thanksgiving? I mean, I, my schedule's open, so... Mine is well pretty into. open, too. Yeah, so, but you guys enjoy... Uh, and happy Thanksgiving if you don't hear from us before then, but stay safe. Stay safe. Peace out.